Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. I am Fred. I apologize for the uh, laryngitis, sore throat. I just spent 90 minutes with AT&T, folks. There cannot be a meaner, stupider, dumber, incompetent company as AT&T. Art, any comments about AT&T and the business of electronic uh, viewing or listening or whatever the case might be? Well, between the cable systems and DirecTV and Verizon and Comcast, sounds to me like it's pretty much a monopoly, Fred. I think they got you coming and going. They, they really don't care about old customers who taking care of them. All they care about is procuring new customers. <laughs> the only thing you can do is kind of like keep bouncing everything off of each one of them and trying to get the best deals possible. But they'll tell you one thing, and that bill will go up the next month. It's amazing. Uh, the bill was wrong again for the fourth consecutive month. I talked to seven different people. Uh, the punchline is I didn't know this. Uh, see, I, I, I have DSL. Um, because four times I've called people to give me UVerse or Fiber, which is the much better than DSL if you have AT&T, and the map says I can get it. Four got, different guys have come out and said, no, you can't. So they've come out and wasted our time and couldn't do anything. So without telling the public, um, in the past, we were given 400 megabytes, whatever that even means, a month, the president, the CEO of AT&T, cut it to 150 if you have DSL. That's why I'm going over. Even though we can't watch a movie, we can't. I can't even listen to TuneIn. Um, at night, Sandy and I would listen to TuneIn, and TuneIn would have, let's say, MSNBC. Now we just watch it on TV and get charged the electric bill, but we're not going to get I mean, at and is just not going to do this to me. So... Anyways, I don't know what the story is, but it, it's beyond belief. All I know is, uh, in the world of sports, uh, uh, cable, satellite, certainly important, and AT&T owns uh, DirecTV, and of course, that's been a problem for the last five years since they've taken over. However, I will state this unequivocally. Um, if I played poker, like I used to play poker, the first guy I'd want to play with would be Les Sneed of the Rams. <laughs> Reason being, you heard... You read, you saw, Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis. The Colts didn't give up anything close to what the Rams gave up, and the Rams gave up at least an average quarterback in the deal. Please well, let exp- me ask you a question, Fred. Let me ask you a question. Um, part of that deal is contingent on uh, Carson Wentz playing 75% of the snaps for the, for the Colts. Right. That conditional, that conditional third rounder becomes a first rounder. Right. Um, you want to bet? <laughs> he doesn't play 75% of those snaps. <laughs> but whatever the case... You're going to see Jacoby Brissett <sighs> down there on the goal line like they did a little bit last year with uh, with Rivers because I think Rivers is actually faster than Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, gotta... that's, I agree with you about Les Snead, though. Um, how did Les Snead make it through the Fisher administration and come out smelling like a rose with... Uh, with them off and, and the Crocky family. So uh, Les Snead gave the quarterback, Jared Goff, what, two number ones, two number twos, and something else for Stafford, who's six or seven years older, 
and has uh, been to one playoff game in his life. Now, I'm not saying Stafford is a little bit better than he's bigger, a little bit bigger than. Uh, although I don't think he's even a lot bigger than 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 uh, uh, Goff. Well, anyways, I think what he does have, he does have the ability to be a little bit more of a vocal leader in the in the actual uh, clubhouse in the locker room, and, and I think that's an important factor in this. The one thing I've noticed over the years is, you know, it's not like we saw a lot of Detroit Lions football, no matter where you were. I mean, with the teams they've had over the last 10 years, they weren't in a lot of national tele- televised games. But I have seen Stafford at times really, really look good. And I think he has the ability to make plays happen. I think if you surround him, if they get a, uh, somebody can take the top off the defense, I think the Rams are going to be okay. They came out with the new Super Bowl odds. I don't know if you heard about this, Fred. What do you think the Rams are rated to win next year's Super Bowl? The Rams? Yeah. I don't know, 50 to 1? How about 12 to 1 nah. fourth favorites? Unbelievable. I can't be. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I know, I I know, but that wow. that that don't don't wait. I mean, their defense I think was overrated. Obviously, they've got a couple of stars on that team, but I think uh, the defense was overrated, and I, I I just don't see that happening. But yeah, I, I thought it was amazing, and I mean, I, Buffalo's right there with them. They're in there with Baltimore, Tampa Bay's eleven to one, um, Green Bay is nine to one, which I don't see at all. And of course, Kansas City is the favorite at uh, eleven to two or five and a half to one. But I was amazed when I saw the numbers on that. I looked down the list and I see a Tennessee team that I don't think is that far off from being really competitive. They're at thirty-five to one. You know, it, it just amazed me when I saw these numbers. Here's some other numbers, Fred. We're talking a little bit business in LA. Right. There's three players in Major League Baseball that are making over three hundred million. Right. With 12-year deals. And now we have a 14-year deal right. for Fernando Tatis Jr., right. who has played in all of 139 games in his <laughs> career. <laughs> You're going to tie up 14 years and $340 million. Wow, that blew my mind. Tom Seidler, the uh, president of the uh, Padres, uh, the nephew, of course, of Peter O'Malley. So as we indicated, uh, Peter's got some... Uh, uh, his heart, of course, with the Dodgers, but uh, his bloodlines uh, with the Padres should be rather interesting. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, that was going to be my next uh, comment anyways. Uh, uh, the Padres are going all in. I mean, there, there's no question about this. Uh, they added the pitching staff. Uh, they've just spent, as you said, $350 million. And uh, it's an awfully good team looking at uh, 2021. If there is a 2021, who knows uh, as far as that is concerned. But uh Dodgers, meanwhile, have six or seven starting pitchers, actually seven. But, you know, I think we mentioned this last uh, week. Uh, oh, you you know this. Uh, Gonsolin was a, what, a 233 uh, lifetime minor league hitter. So uh, he can be used as uh, a pinch hitter, National League not having the DH. So uh, he's got a maybe a... Now, is that etched in stone, Fred? Or is there still a possibility, you know, with the, with the agreements that have to still come down the pike? that they could change that and go to the DH in the National League right before the season? I don't think so. I, I think because they, the, the players gave in on, a, on a basically everything else. So I, right. I, I don't see them uh, changing this close uh, to spring training games and this close to uh, uh, the regular season. But There's let's a lot talk... of old veterans that don't run real well that are hoping that might happen. <laughs> uh, that's no question. Um, uh, at Camelback in Arizona, you're going to be allowed, what, one-fifth or one-tenth of a 
capacity. Uh, yeah, they 20... said like 2,000 people allowed in Camelback and some other stadiums. It's all right around 10 to 20 percent. Um, that's that's amazing. Uh, I guess I guess things have really changed in Arizona in the last 10 days for the positive with the COVID-19, and uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, you're starting to see things change all over the country. Yet I was reading an article today about the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Now with what's going on in Canada, this is one heck of a ball club. I mean, it's a legacy ball club. You got, you know, the the, the young Guerrero. You've got young BGO. You've got young Bichette. You've got, uh, you know, one of the best Dodger pitchers I liked over the years, Jin. And uh, I think this is a real surprise ball club, but they're not going to be able to play in the Rogers Center until probably June, maybe even uh, a little bit later than that. I thought that was really bizarre. Well, I'll tell you what also uh, to me is uh, very bizarre is that uh, Andrew Friedman with the Dodgers, the Guggenheims with the Dodgers, um, everybody in charge of the Dodgers obviously know that uh, being together at a ball game can be a super spreader. So, they are going to make a few bucks in the 2400. They know back in California they're not going to be allowed to have any fans at all. But if they cared about the public, if they cared about their fans, all they would have to say is no in spring training. We're not going to allow any fans. The Dodgers, to me, that's a, I mean, that's to me is a shame. To me, that's a, uh, um, I don't know, it's like they're taking the money. Oh, again, we talk the word, the word greed all the time, taking a few bucks over the public's health. I, I just, oh, does the public well, understand? You know what I'm miss more than anything in Dodger Stadium is seeing Larry King back behind home plate yep. with, uh, with Mary Hart. <laughs> Whenever we'd watch the game, we'd always see him back there. And, you know, but you know, I just, I, I question what a lot of these teams are doing, Fred. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, the NFL comes out with a with a minimum salary cap of 180 million without expressing you know what the maximum could be. Uh, you know they're leaving so many things up for grabs and, and you know in the in the darkness that you know it makes you wonder what's really going on on a lot of levels when it comes to professional sports. Well, folks, uh, if you have any thoughts, you could email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Of course, this is Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. Happy to have you aboard. And uh, all right, let's talk about um, your Trojans of USC. They win again last night. They are by far the best team in the uh, Pac-12. You still think that there will be an NCAA tournament. Continue from there, uh, Art. Well, I'll tell you what, best USC team since... uh... Wow, Bob Boyd back in the mid-70s when they were 24-2 and and the only two losses they had were to UCLA, the eventual national champion. But they didn't even go to the tournament because they didn't have a big enough tournament in those days. But, yeah, I think Andy's done a great job. Andy Enfield has done a great job with that ball club. Um, I, I actually think that the West Coast has a chance this year for the first time in a long time to possibly sneak out a, a national championship, what with Gonzaga and SC, um, if UCLA gets their two big guys back, I think they're you know they they still can play basketball. You got a couple of teams in the uh, the Mountain West that look like they can play. So I, I, I'm looking at it for a positive for uh, for LA area especially because I mean it looks like the Trojans and Bruins are going to end one and two in the Pac-12. 
And you never know what happens when you get in the big dance, right, Fred? Well, I know that UCLA is not going to win it. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the gift that keeps on giving would be a former UCLA athletic director, Dan Guerrero, from uh, the football side of it, hiring Carl Durrell, to now stuck with Mick Cronin. Art, I cannot handle, I will not handle him screaming at the kids one more time on the sideline, okay? Can't take yeah, it. Well, they, have you had a chance to talk to anybody regarding that? Because, I mean, that's, that's stuff that Bobby Knight did, you know, a generation ago, 25 years ago. It's a different era. I mean, I when I played football, you know, our coaches grabbed our face masks to get our attention and stuff. And, you know, I, I, whenever I coached, I always, I always tried to look at each individual and whatever motivated him best. If the, the one kid did better with a little positive reinforcement, you do that. Some kids, you do have to light them up, but you never light them up in front of their teammates. You know what no, I mean by that, Fred? No, and you certainly don't. And also, what I'll tell you what else. Uh, I'm reading a book on uh, John Thompson and Dean Smith uh, – uh, once told John Thompson, everything will go well as long as you don't blame the kids. And what Dean Smith said, I think, is 100% accurate. And the, the bottom line, again, is that uh, when they win, Cronin takes the uh, credit. When they lose, he blames the kids. That's not a guy I want coaching UCLA. I'm sorry. Well, that, you know, and this makes me wonder what, you know, the, the, the brain trust at UCLA and I'm not going to blame Martin Jarman or any of those guys. He wasn't even there. He was at Boston College. But it does fall at the at the feet of Dan Guerrero. It does fall at the feet of Casey Wasserman, who's spent literally billions of dollars to turn this program and, you know, turn Westwood into a, a real fantastic place with the facilities. And, you know, I mean, even the Chip Kelly hiring, I got to say this, Fred, that came to me out of nowhere. And I'm like, Wow. I just never quite understood that. And you saw what Carl Durrell did in Colorado his first year. And, I mean, I just I wonder, I wonder if there's something deeper involved in this because, uh, hey, there was a time, you know, when I competed against the Bruins when they, they were a formidable top 15, top 20 team every year. And they have the ability with their, their situation in Los Angeles, the talent level, to compete at a high level, and there's something missing. They sure do have good team meals, though, I heard. How many kids are transferring out the last two years under Chip? I mean, uh, I they think that's exactly. 20, 21 are in the transfer portal now? That's what you're saying, and I think that's true. I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's unbelievable. And it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder what's going on. Uh, you know, we've been watching a lot of Netflix and everything because there's not much on regular TV anymore. And there's a show called All American. I don't know if you've caught it at all. No. But uh, it, it talks about inner city L.A., Beverly Hills High School vis-a-vis, you know, like a, a Inglewood High School or something of that nature. And what's really amazing is they had a cameo appearance. You know, the kids were getting recruited by UCLA. And, and there's Chip Kelly right there, you know, pumping the program. I'm thinking to myself, wow, you, you, you think he maybe should be watching some films or something? I don't know. How long until uh, the Pac-12 is on DirecTV now that uh, Larry Scott is no longer the commissioner of the Pac-12? Well, he leaves, what, June 15th? So uh-huh. I figure like the 17th or the 18th, he might get some... <laughs> oh, my God, did he set the Pac-12 back three decades? Uh, again, folks, uh, DirecTV's got 25, 30 million uh, 
uh, people on it, uh, customers on it, uh, more than that, because you have, what, four people at a home, but I'm just saying, and they don't have the Pac-12, DirecTV doesn't have the well, Pac-12 now. I can't network. get the Pac-12 back here in, in Pennsylvania, and one of the things that really bothers me is that really, east of the Mississippi, you know, you and, and you can't go to a bar because it's 1030, you know, what, what was our joke about, you know, midnight with the Pac-12? I mean, you know, the... <laughs> It's just very frustrating if you're a Pac-12 fan, you know. And, and the other thing is, when the SEC signs a new deal with ABC and, and the SEC Network, and, you know, they're going to be getting $50 million plus per team, you know, and the Pac-12 gets, I believe, 11 or $12 million from their, their contract with Fox and, uh, and the Pac-12 Network, how do you compete on an even level with that kind of a disparity in money? You don't. Uh, and finally, let me ask you a question. Um, Coach K did not want to play this season. Uh, is that why uh, the Blue Devils like are playing? Is, is that why you think, or or what do you think? The bottom line is yeah, now the they got kid just, the one kid just bolted the program, right? Right. That's, yeah. But you've never seen that happening with Coach K. Nope. And, and I mean, maybe maybe the writing is on the wall. Maybe Coach K has reached the point where he's almost in his seventies where he's not communicating so well with these young kids. And you know how college basketball, I love college basketball until they went for the one and done. That changed my whole perspective on college basketball. I think, you know, if you get a scholarship, you should at least play two, three years, and then if you're, or come right out of high school and go play in the NBA, if you are a LeBron James type guy. Yeah, but the NBA says you can't do that. You know, and, the, and, and who is it? <laughs> the Chinese Basketball Association? <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I, I think, uh, first of all, that's the reason that I've, I I loved it second only to baseball. I don't anymore because of the one and done. Duke, of yeah, course. Yeah, you, you can't keep track of who the players are. No. You watch them for a couple of years, at least you know who's playing out there on the court. And, you know, and, and plus, the things you learn in college, Fred, you know, out on your own. Yes, you're on scholarship. You know, you, you don't have a lot of money, but, but you're going to class. You're learning things. You're getting a basic education. You know, there's there's all kinds, at least, you know, at the, at, at the bigger schools, there's tutors that can help you. There's a lot of things you learn that first or second year in college that can change your life, you know. And that's why I, I – we got to remember, it is these are student athletes. We always lose focus of that somehow. They're not there. Less than 1.01% of these kids, okay, are going to make the kind of money that, you know, we're talking about. And they all have this dream. And, and it's like somebody needs to sit these kids down and explain to them that should you be fortunate enough to be one of those people, that's wonderful. But you should still go to class. Because you need to learn how to take care of your fiscal responsibilities. I mean, we know how many of these great athletes, Fred, get into their mid-30s and 40s with their big entourages, and they wind up with, with nothing as they get into their 40s and 50s. And that's, that's something that, that the NCAA has got to deal with, something that the NBA has got to deal with, something that the NFL has to deal with. Look at this situation with one of the, the great wide receivers of the last – 15 years guy had all the talent in the world did wonderful things for humanity you know they find him in a hotel room in tampa dead at 38 years of age 
and they're talking about CTE being a part of it now. I mean, this is this is something that the league has to get a little more serious with, in my estimation. No, I agree. That's uh, talking, of course, uh, Vince ja- Vincent Jackson, who played uh, with the Chargers and with Tampa Bay, and uh, CTE probably is some role in that. And uh, again, uh, as Mike Ditka said, uh, if he had an eight-year-old son, there's no way he'd let him play football. And uh, I love football, but I think uh, 50 years well, from now, when you'll be 174. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll be playing flag football at the, at, yeah. on the island. And, and you know, I got to tell you, I was I was looking at the old uh, an old picture of Sam Huff, the great linebacker for the New York Giants in the in the fifties and sixties. And one of the guys, you know, I, I saw that. Then I saw a picture of uh, Jerry Taggy, the Nebraska quarterback, <laughs> wearing those old suspension helmets. Yeah. And and I thought to myself, oh my God, those things were just a, a, a strip of material with a shell. I mean, there was no padding. There was, you know, not like the water helmets now, the airflow helmets, the technology. And and believe me, we were taught in, in our generation to stick your head, you know, bow your neck and stick your head in there. Now, <laughs> I don't know. That's not real good. And, and you're starting to see it, you know, as, as the athletes start to get a little bit older. And you're starting to see it come into focus at a younger age now than even, you know, in the past. But if you looked at the uh, the the life expectancy of a football player in the 50s and 60s, and then the 70s and 80s, and now the 90s and the 2000s, it seems to be coming down further and further. Our life expectancy in this country dropped a whole uh, year in uh, 2020. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I don't know the last time that's ever happened. If it's ever happened, I don't know. Artie, stay Artie, stay well. We're going to talk to you uh, tomorrow on Sports Overnight America, folks. Uh, uh, if you're listening to Sports Overnight America, if I uh, have my voice, uh, 10 p.m. on SportsByline.com, 10 p.m. Friday nights on uh, Sirius 217, 10 p.m. on XM 203, uh, 10 p.m. on all the apps. Tune in especially, and uh, Artie, you have any final comment before we say goodbye for this Thursday? No, it's just I hope everybody stays safe out there. And uh, and remember, it's always better with a positive plan on things. And cancel AT&T. Mario, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.